Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome you to the Dipped in Butter program with Pat and Wes. Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture. And the best lines are right here with a podcast release each and every Tuesday. since then we don't like y'all bro like i still can't listen to new kids on the block because they stole my welcome to the dipped in butter program good morning good evening happy tuesday happy thursday this is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet the number one place where you can go to listen to the best lies aha you caught us in a lie right there at the beginning but i digress the number one digressor is across from me that's west with no t that's for every young 89 that's the motherfucking guy Damn glue around here. Downstairs, they call him New Daddy. Around here, we call him our motherfucking friend. But most importantly to that, he is the editor-in-chief, our producer extraordinaire, and the guy that we like to unpack to and sort things out with. And, you know, we, he is the navigator in the ocean of our bullshit. What's going on, my guy? What's up, bro? I, was, I, I wasn't prepared to be the number one digressor today, but I kind of like that shit. Like, I just sat here <laughs> and I thought about it. I don't know if you saw me smile as I thought about it, but like... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that fits. I am the number one motherfucking digressor, and I do good at that because I was ready to argue. You, know, you for do, a you do. I was ready to argue for a second, and I don't even know how much they caught at the beginning. But right before you started, I was ready to be the good looking brother down at the bank. Okay, we was having a light skin, dark skin nigga war. I was ready to be that. I'm feeling fine. If you can't tell, I rested my eyes for like 45 minutes before we got on this thing. So I, th- I think I'm lit. I think I'm ready to go. Um, but if I'm the number one digressor, the number one liar across from me <laughs> that's is my guy with the hottest takes in the United States. I received that. Okay, with two T's on the end of that thing. Um, you can catch my man over at YouTube.com slash Dipped in Butter Program where old shit is old shit, new shit is new shit. Get over here each and every Tuesday um, on the Dipped in Butter Program wherever pod wherever pods are placed because that's where this motherfucking pod goes um, and that's where the new shit is at. You know what I'm saying? Um, big money out in Chicago and San Fran. We're going worldwide with the shit next. You never know. Stay fucking tuned. Slim Jim, right here on the goddamn pod. My nigga and yours. What a dooski. Would, would you like to start with that? Because like I had other things to start with, but again, you're the number one digressor, so you oh. always get me going where I need to be at. Like, Can we talk a little bit about like, okay, so as humans, right, being secure, right, security and self-esteem and all of that, that is a preloaded, like, your Xbox comes with certain games. Like, you didn't have to ask mm-hmm. for Super Mario Brothers when you got a Nintendo. They just gave that duck hunt to you. Stand. I feel like preloaded inhumanity, insecurities are just kind of preloaded there, you know, second-guessing yourself. And you work through those challenges as you get older and as you learn and as you make your way through this big, bad motherfucker. But if you are successful in your life, you do start to settle into a place of self-confidence. Am I wrong so far? Like, do you feel like as you get older, and maybe it happens sooner for some people, some people are like, nigga, by sixth grade, I knew I was that nigga. Well, some of us, it takes to our 30s or 40s. It takes a little longer. That's life. Right. But I say that to say, like, there's challenges past that. It's not like you just break the tape in like a hundred yard dash and you just break the tape and like, oh, I'm confident now. All my problems are solved. In confidence, there's other challenges that people don't talk about. Like, once you get confident and you start believing in yourself, then you have to learn how to like 
navigate that confidence without coming off like an asshole to people. That's kind of where I wanted to go with this, right? Because we was just kind of like bantering before the podcast about like light-skinned niggas versus dark-skinned mm-hmm. niggas, a.k.a. iPhones versus Androids. That's essentially what that fight is. And I was asking my man here again, I don't know how much of that y'all heard or not, but I was asking him like if people still do that fight on the internet and on Facebook, like, oh, nigga, I can't believe you want the new iPhone. Why would you want that? Android technology has had that same feature for six years already. Who the fuck cares what phone you use? And I didn't honestly genuinely didn't know that anybody still care what cell phone somebody else uses, but I digress. Like that kind of confidence that probably comes, I don't want to call it that default because that feels insensitive to say that all light skinned niggas have mm. a default level of self-confidence. Cause I do know there's some ugly light skinned niggas out there. I will Fair say thing. that all, all y'all don't have it together. I don't, even, but, <laughs> I don't even like that statement all y'all. I didn't I feel even, like I coupled you in yeah, with some niggas as well. That didn't feel even. good for me either. I'll, I'll say that. I'll honestly say, as I was saying it, didn't like the way it felt. Nasty. So I, I don't know, bro. How, how do you feel when it comes to, or is this anything that you've ever even thought about? Or is this even gross to even have this conversation about like levels of confidence and how to navigate having self-confidence? Is that a thing that people can even talk about without sounding gross? I mean, I, I think so, but I, I think it's one of those things that's touchy because it's different for everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, a nigga like me, and again, this has nothing to do with, <laughs> Look, with me. Even start like, with a nigga like me, you you paused a little. I saw in your face. When you said a nigga bro. like me, it was like, damn, this is coming off. Of what I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's going back to the whole motherfucking problem that we having in this goddamn conversation. Like, we need like, video. We need video. I'm trying to think, like, this is a difficult conversation. Yeah, do what you got to do, bro. Because it, because it does come, it, ultimately, does. like, it does come back around to some colorism shit a little bit, I guess, you know, in, mm-hmm. in small bits. But, like, bro, I don't know. A nigga like me, I just never, I don't think I understood rejection for a long time, particularly when it comes understood. to, like, Can dealing you break with, that like, down for me? I mean, like, when it comes to, like, dealing with girls, we'll call it that from a young age. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was able to approach and befriend um, you know, girls my age when I was that age, um, you know, with time to, yeah, I feel like I didn't get, you know, much pushback of anything. Like I, I don't remember rejection, um, until you get a little bit, you know, once you hit them double digits and you and them like them 10, 11, 12 and them preteen years. And like, because girls figure out what they like faster than boys, uh-huh. Now you are not somebody's cup of tea, regardless of how light skinned, regardless of how green your eyes are. Regardless so do you feel you, like the stakes were higher at that point? Um, the stakes, do you think the stakes change things or I hate I to jump in front of you, bro, because you cook it right now. Like I'm yeah, really super interested it, in what you're saying. I don't think this I don't think this I don't think it I don't think it raises the stakes. I just think again, it's it's all about decisions and which which way do you want to take at the fork in the road like do you want to do you want to just continue to be light skinned pretty nigga and not develop your game to combat that Ooh, bro i wish i could put a dollar in your collection plate right now oh god i mean so we need somebody else on the show to write down shit and keep track because bro i will take you all off track because you are killing shit right now because me and my wife have talked about this okay Real quick, please don't lose your train of thought because you're smoking shit right now. But me and my wife like to laugh about one of our, hmm, how do I say this vaguely without putting too big of a target on anybody that I care about deeply? Like, there's a light-skinned guy that we both know that has always just naturally gotten women's attention and been 
he's he's always gotten motion just on the way he looked, but never had to develop any game like you was just about to say because he's never had to. He's always just like walked in a room, been light skin, smile. And then the bitches will already decide if they like him or not, right? And mm-hmm. you almost, which this is probably going to circle around to a topic later today, mm-hmm. right? You have to talk your way out of some pussy at that point. Like you, are, they've already decided when you walked in the room that they probably go ahead and give you some pussy. But, at this point, you're only talking yourself out of pussy. Whereas goes, niggas like me, you got to talk yourself in the pussy. These pussy. niggas is only talking themselves out. And ultimately, when you are that young, you don't understand what it is. But even at that young of an age, you can feel what the bitches be out here saying. Like, oh, yeah, I know within the first two or three minutes if I'm going to give a nigga some pussy or not. Yeah. Like, that just comes unfiltered. I think unfiltered. that's fair, by the it way. Is. I think that's it, fair. It, I give women a hard time, but I think that's more than fair. I just think it comes unfiltered at such a young age. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to say because of innocence, but like, nah, you just not my cup of tea. And like, I can, it's still ill. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to you, because you're not my cup of tea. Like, oh, uh-uh. But I, but I do like Joshua who reads the books with the glasses and the book bag over there. Like, ill, ill. That's, I think ill of that. And you think mm-hmm. ill of me. And it's okay to have your preference. And then it's not until kids get a little bit more, um, a little bit more awareness and a little more coof and a little bit more cool about themselves that they be trying to be like nice to people and like, that's where bitches will friend zone you once you get to the teenagers. You know what I'm saying? And you got to like maneuver that and deal with that as well. And again, you had another fork in the road. Do you, do you maintain? Do I accept where I'm at or do I work hard? Do I go to do the you gym? Accept where you at? Do you work the hard? mental gym, I mean. Or, or do you know yourself and no young man is capable of this, but do you know yourself and tell that young lady, I'm good, love, enjoy? Mm. And just going about your, and now you're not even a focus in my... No young nigga is prepared to do that at, you know, preteen and no, years. Nowhere where you have a book bag on your back and no. you're waking up before the sun comes up. <laughs> nowhere in that part of no. your life are you that good yet. I don't give a fuck what you lie and yeah. say. You're Hell not that nah. good if you're still so, putting on a book bag. Yeah, to kind of, like I said, to kind of circle the wagon again, like you, you know, you, you experience, you experience logical rejection, I guess. You know what I'm saying? That's what you have to logical come to terms. It's not like just... That. Because not for nothing, they they always encourage kids to get along. You all should get along. But somewhere along the lines, that shit kind of go away. You know what I'm saying? You get the point. You get to seeing some bad kids. You get to seeing some bitches that ain't your cup of tea. Like you be like, I'm I'm gonna hang with my niggas like this. And I think that's correct. I think that's correct to learn that we all ain't going to necessarily get along. We all ain't going to get along. So, like, my crew is the people that I walk to school with in the morning. You know what I'm saying? We, like, eight deep. We we rock. I don't really need to deal with nobody else outside of my circle. So, that's what... It's just... It's all developmental. For real, for real. Um, But, again, like, you just just get presented with a lot of forks in a row, whether you light skin or you dark skin. And dark skin niggas just different. Dark skin niggas just tend to be aggressive with all their decisions. Like you don't gotta bark at a bitch just because you don't want to make the right choice, bro. It's okay, <laughs> bro. Do, is there enough made of because the light skin, dark skin, like Star Wars fucking battle of the century has always been a thing? But is there enough made of niggas in between that are just brown, like brown skin niggas that are in between, like? And I like, hate to put myself at the forefront nah, of everything, no, but bro. I'm not a dark skinned nigga, but and I'm so light skinned nigga. So I'm and just I ain't like even gonna lie to you, bro. I, that's that's what kind of makes me feel bad. And the light skinned, dark skinned war. Because it's niggas like you who tow a Under line, the radar. who you don't really like belong to no side, yep. but the niggas yep. that do belong to the sides be looking at you niggas like, where do you What fall? you gonna do? And again, <laughs> light skinned niggas is like, bro, just come home. It's cool to be cool on the cool side. And are we accepted as y'all niggas, or them? Or how 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 are we looked at? Because I feel we're looked at as dark skinned, but we don't have none of like see, the dope qualities of a dark skinned nigga. Like, see, oh, like, he can just fight by default. Like, right now, right now we on camera. You got like podcast lighting. So right now you belong to me. 
Right now, you belong to me. Um, but I think in real life, you might belong to them. Like, I think they would take you. Um, and and again, we're not gonna fight for you, dog. Like, this is the whole this is the whole argument. Like, look look at how stupid the argument is because ultimately, yeah. light skinned niggas is cool and dark skinned niggas is aggressive. Like, again, because if you off camera choose light skinned niggas in front of dark skinned niggas, they're gonna go to aggression. Like, you yeah, gonna be a bitch ass nigga man. immediately. Like, hold on, like, nigga, you bitch ass nigga, you looked at yourself. If you, bro, if if I'm on a light skin side and you're in between and we're playing the whole parent game, run opposite sides, which way do you want to come to? And you run to the dark skin side, us as light skins, we just going to look at you and be like, we expect you, you to go. do that. We expect <laughs> you to do that. We, we you know what? You. We saw that in you. We looked we at saw you, we analyzed, you. we held up the brown paper bag from afar. You uh-huh. didn't really pass. We would have accepted you. But you're free to make your own choice. Oh, go, go wherever it makes yeah, you happy. Yeah. That's what I like about light skin niggas. They just want you to be happy, like you said earlier. They really just want what's best for you. We really are rainbows and pots of gold. Oh man! And going back to what you were saying about like, uh, typically women already having it made up in your mind, and you kind of like got to talk yourself out of some motion. That yeah. kind of gets spinning around to what I think we're going to talk about later about like the correct way to talk to women and sexually approach mm-hmm. women and stuff like that. Right. Because I think that is related to this, right? Like you can say that it, it just is though. Like hey, I wish you, I could take credit for being good hey, at podcasting, but that is that right. Nah, but you good. Though. I wasn't even, I wasn't even there yet though. You, you, you starting my engine. You were going to get there though. So, so cook, cook on that. I got a couple of tales I want right. to give you. Cause I know you like to like this podcast is just about us catching up with each other we don't really get to talk much and your life is so my life is interesting too but again like i feel like i need somebody to show me or i gotta like actually sit down and recognize like oh shit that did happen can i tell you something you are almost like a pan to the camera in real life ass nigga you are like a like like is anybody else seeing this type of shit and it only happens for me in like trill ass moments but it's like almost every day you are the truman show right now bro i think can i tell you that i hate it when you and your wife see me like i when i know that y'all have seen me it's a i don't care if nobody else sees me people i went to school with like girls i had crushes on in the fourth grade i don't care if none of them see me Bro, when I see that you and your wife saw me, I'm like, "Fuck, they saw me." Hey, bro, not no no bullshit. Your face. I only care about y'all. And the in re- the most recent thing that I seen you in looked like you knew I was looking at you. Like, yes, it- I swear to God, <laughs> I was like, "What's the question?" Okay, so let me ask you a question, unrelated, and we'll get to that. Let me ask you a question. Let's stop for a second. Let's hit the Nintendo button. The one on the right, not the the one on the left was the power button. The one on the right is reset. It'll keep your system on and you can start Mario (laughs) Brothers over. Let's hit reset. I got a question for you, all right? Uh You're a dad. You know I love to ask you dad shit Uh because you my nigga and we like always see eye to eye. But then when we don't, it's fun too (laughs) because we see eye to eye for a reason. Or we don't see eye to eye for a reason. So I need to ask you this. Where are you at with curbed furniture and bringing it into your home. You know what I'm talking about? Like if, if, if you, you live on a street, it's not a cul-de-sac. I don't think. No, I'm not paying attention, but you live on, you live in a community neighborhood where there's other houses close by and shit like that. So if you was going out to take the kids to the drop off line and you saw a perfectly good conditioned dresser drawer mm-hmm. set out to the curb, Close enough to the curb that's basically saying, hey, y'all take this if y'all want. I'm going to give it a couple of days. The trash pick it up. It's gone. But this is a perfectly good dresser. We just don't need it no more. We're talking about that kind of furniture put out at the curb. Like You can tell that's decent furniture. Right. Where are you at with that? Like, Will you pick up furniture at the curb if you see yeah. like, oh, that's good shit? And I can use that. Like, I don't think you're the kind of nigga to just grab everything. Like, oh, my no. God, that's a perfectly good big wheel. Like, You don't need a big wheel. 
Are you the type of person like if if you see something that you could totally use and it's obviously good condition, would you grab it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and you know, not to like I said, we don't got to get into bullshit. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to look at the shit at the corner to be like, well, I can refurbish that. Like, no, it got to be like, <laughs> right. even if I can, got to like, be ready to go. Or it got to be like, right a project on my mind. Right. Like, that's the only way I'm really. But like, even still, like, it got to be some legit shit. So I can be like, damn, I could probably, I could probably use that. So like I say, without having to talk about any trash, like I'm definitely, um, not against it now. Post COVID, the mm, list of those items good. definitely have reduced. Um, that's a lot of Lysol we talking to. That's a lot of Lysol, and it like again, it has to be something that I've already like had in mind that I needed or that I like right now. Like I still, I really don't need it now no more, which is why I haven't gotten it because I would have gotten it already. But I, I kind of always wanted a table down there for my little space just to kind of sit next to my chair to put my drink, put my phone. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Any little type of shit like that. Um, Your pre roll up station. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've kind of re. Um, I kind of reworked my little, you know, situation down there. You know, I, I, I fixed my feng shui a little bit. So, like, a table really don't fit in what's going on down there right now. So, I ain't, but, like, beforehand, if, like, somebody has set a table out there, like, I have my eye on everything I used to see out there. Like, huh, we're going to estate sales or we're going to Goodwill. And I'm like, shit, I'm looking for a, Catch a table. It might be a table here. Yeah, I'm on the prowl for a table. And, like, funny, you know, funny quick story. But, like, me and my cousins, we had a house um, up on, on the north. And, again, we talked about this before, but up on goddamn um, Loretta. Um, up there in Linden area, we had a house, um, and we was going back to the crib one day and on the way back to the crib, we seen this white couple carrying this couch out to the curb, right? It was on the way to the, it hadn't even touched the ground yet. Hadn't even touched the ground yet. That's love right there. My cousin like, Hey man, slow down. He like, where your window down? He like, Hey, you're like, y'all, y'all throwing this away. And they're like, yeah. He like, y'all mind if we come back and get it? They're like, nah, do your thing. Cause like we in a little, we in a little ass whip. We ain't had nowhere. Like we can't put it on top of this, but we'll be back. We go, we go down the street. My cousin like, shit, come on, man. We're going to walk down the street. So it was two couches, actually. I forgot about that. Man, me, my two cousins, and this little boy that used to be running around the motherfucking neighborhood, went back, little picked Chris. up these two couches. No, for real, his name might have been. Nah, little Chris was a nigga that sold weed. I forget what this little nigga's name was, but... Picked them couches up and walked them bitches back down the alley, nigga, and took them back to the house. Like, and it was so me and my cousin took one, and then we left my other cousin with the little nigga, and they struggled bringing that couch back to the house. So we were sitting on the porch. And it's a blessing. By the time they came around, so yeah, we not um, you know, we we know strangers to you know pick picking up shit off the curb as long as you know what I'm saying it it fit the description. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask because I feel like there's probably people in the world. That might be a little funny about that. And teach us on. I'm not here to put people on blast. Like, ew, I wouldn't take somebody else's secondhand right. shit off the train. Like, if, if that's how you live and you want all your furniture from the factory and you don't like your furniture handmade, right. far be it from me to talk about anybody that like doesn't like handmade crafts, because I know I don't like handmade anything. So I'm not gonna knock you if you won't pick up nothing right. off the curb. I've got some off the curb, like, what do you call it? Guidelines or, you know, uh I I got my reservations, right? But if it's the right situation, I will grab some shit. Now, I'll tell you, though, that I do have a little bit of cat thinks too much and I'm a fucking idiot about it, though, because like I won't grab it if people can see me grab it. Like I, <laughs> I need to grab it after dark or in, early in the morning before the sun comes up, because like I will embarrass myself and I'll shame myself to grab somebody else's furniture. Or if it's in the day and I think that like somebody might take it because it's that good, I'll wait till I think nobody's looking and then I'll hurry up and grab it and take it in the house. You strike me. I have a sickness, don't I? You strike me as the homeless man who would throw the blanket over your head if people were coming to bring you stuff with their phone in their hand. Like one thousand percent. Trying to film themselves. Yeah, don't catch my face. Don't. Oh no, I don't want it. Set it down. You hear cat screaming under his blanket. Set it down. Set it. Just put it right there. Just put it right. there. 
But I got to say, I, I will tell you, right? So my kitchen area, we just bought like a new dining room table off Amazon and everything because mm-hmm. we have had like a secondhand table in our apartment the whole time we've been in New Mexico, this round table situation. that I think I bought off somebody off Craigslist for like 30 bucks back when I had a Facebook account. Like, I think I got a Facebook marketplace. And, or some and bro, shit. before I forget this motherfucking point, bro, like going and picking some shit up off the curb is no different from somebody putting that shit on the curb. And no, then it's not. A, and a, then putting the fucking garage sale or yard sale sign in their yard. It's not. And, a, and, them, and them sitting at a table in some chairs in their driveway while people drive past and look at the couch. No, it's, it's not. Okay. Not really. But in my mind, I feel like if somebody socially can see me hand them $13, then they know I'm not poor. But if I'm grabbing it from next to the dumpster, they might think I'm poor. And you and you know I can't have anybody think I'm poor. I just can't have it. So I, we, we got a new dining room set. It was a nice little set. You know what I mean? Nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. Under 150 bucks. We don't need that much because we ain't that many right. people in our apartment right now, right? right? So right, a nice right. little set. And then now I'm thinking about my dining room kitchen area. Like, man, we got a lot of pots and pans that ain't really fitting underneath the cabinets no more like that. And they kind of all spread all over the floor. And I'm not really digging that. So I was talking to my wife about like, man, we meet, we might need like a kitchen cabinet situation where we can like put some of these pots in this fucking crepe maker and shit. Like all this little fuck shit that you buy that you think you're going right. to use that you use twice. And then now it's like <laughs> under the couch, that kind of shit. So I you really see, loved crepes the day that I picked this up. <laughs> I thought we was going to be making crepes every God, Saturday. Every Thursday, I thought we was making crepes. I that should be making pancakes like a motherfucker <laughs> down, bro. We made one crepe. That crepe shit is over, nigga. So we fucking, so I, I was telling her that and she kind of laughed at me because she was like, huh. And I was like, what you mean, huh? It was one of them huhs too. Like, huh. Can't believe you, nigga, huh? And I was like, what? What's going on? She's like, you know, my mom actually suggested that a couple years ago. And like, I, I think maybe like I yelled at her, like, don't be telling me what to do with my place, bitch. Like, <laughs> I think maybe I had one of those reactions. And I genuinely couldn't remember her saying, I was like, damn, that's crazy. I don't remember. Now, to be fair, she's family, probably bitch. right. Don't tell me nothing. <laughs> it's my motherfucking house and my family, bitch, don't never tell me I need a kitchen cabinet when she's right. But like, to be fair, I have had that relationship with my mother-in-law to where, like, she could be telling me some viable shit, but she's told me so much shit I don't like that I don't be listening. So props to my wife and my mother-in-law. They're both probably right. But I say all that to say this part. Woke up one morning now. I don't know if I've ever told you, but I leave the house at, like, 4.30 in the morning because parking at my job is so fucking bad. Like, I be having to get to work for, like, an hour early just to not walk 20 minutes from the parking garage, like, Back and forth. Now, I don't mind walking 20 minutes, right? I'm Slim Jim. But the problem is, like, my office don't allow cell phones. I'll be having to leave my cell phone in the car, my gym bag be in the car. I'll be in and out to get my lunch. So I need it somewhere close where I can go back and forth to my car. Otherwise, if I just parked my car and was gone for 10 hours and then only went to my car to leave, I would park it wherever the fuck I don't care. So I sailed at this house up early in the morning, and I opened the door to walk out, and I saw... Somebody had set out like this nice little fucking kitchen cabinet situation. It was white, which white would have clashed with my shit anyway, but white, whatever, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it was like white and tall. And it looked like one of these situations <clears throat> that like stand up over your trash can. Mm-hmm. And then it's got like cabinets on mm-hmm. top. Like I think it's meant to like straddle your trash cans and then you can put shit in the cabinets yep. over top. Yep. And I was like, hold up. That's like almost exactly what we just was saying we needed. So I walk over to it. I'm leaving early enough where I got time to kind of examine the situation. And you could tell, like, it had just been set out that night. I opened the cabinet doors. Everything was clean and proceeding. Wasn't no, like, doo-doo stains in it or weird Kool-Aid smudges. I did a 360 around. I said, this motherfucker is not, you know what? I'm taking this in the house. So 
picture. I looked over both my shoulders. <laughs> it's 4.30 in the morning. The sun wasn't even up yet. You'd I still like, was making sure John Wick wasn't like crouched yeah, down on the roof watching me. You look like a whole thief. So here's the thing, though, right? I had already locked the door to my apartment because I was already gone for the day, right? So I had to like put my gym bag in the car and shit and, you know, put my little shit in the car. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take this in the crib now. So that way, like, it's I already have the cover of darkness. So nobody's going to see me taking it right now. So I was like, let me grab this now. It wasn't heavy, Wes. You know, some shit ain't heavy. It's just, <laughs> I had to take it under the cover. It wasn't heavy. It was awkward, right? Like, right. it was like heavy Top in the heavy. middle. Top, top, it was very top, very top heavy. You know exactly. Mm. So I had to like put my palms up underneath the cabinet area and like kind of straddle walk it <laughs> because it was like awkward. If I'd have turned it on the side, then it would have been too heavy on one side and I'd have been dr- dragging it. I right. didn't want to r- ruin the shit. So I'm like carefully walking it down my little pat, pat, pat steps to take it into the apartment. I was able to successfully unlock the door quietly because I didn't want to wake my wife up and have her see me doing it and be like, what the fuck is this you're you bringing it out? What are you doing? I couldn't have her see me. <laughs> now I'm sweating and I got to answer questions at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I didn't want any of that. I wanted to bring it in the house under the cover of the night. So when she woke up, she would just see it like already organized, already above the trash can, already with pots in it and be like, thought, damn, what the fuck is that? This nigga thought it was going to be like when you fall asleep and your parents put the gifts under the tree and then that's what I was. Up. That's what, that's what I wanted. For. That's what I was going for. So I was able to successfully unlock the door and open it and get the thing sat on. Like, because I wanted to sit it in the crib and then close the door behind me, right? Because I couldn't just leave the door open because I had a couple of things to do. I wanted to wipe it down and shit. I couldn't just leave it in with fucking morning dew on it and shit. So I need to get paper towels and all of that. So I fucking sat it down in the living room. Turn, I turned around to close the door behind me. And you know what I heard? Boom! <laughs> in the morning. And at that moment, he knew he fucked up. And he figured out why it was outside. No. No, it was still perfectly fine. It fell over in my living room. The whole back part of the cabinet, it just exploded, bro. I'm talking about the doors fell (laughs) off, the back (laughs) broken The legs went flying. The thing broke into 13 pieces, bro. And like, when I closed the door, because I was getting ready to set this shit up, and I turned around and put my hands on my hips, and I said, well, shit, now it's got to go back outside the trash can. Bro, this is the sickest story of all time, and now you're losing fucking daylight, and now you risk being caught retaking trash out that somebody already took out. This is crazy. Swear to God, that's everything I was thinking about. What you just said? Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want a guest on the pod? Let's see. Let's see. Let's get one. Let's. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a. We got a caller. Yeah. Let's get a. Let's get a guest. No, no, no! Please stay, stay. Y'all got it. Yep. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's just put respect on the pod. <laughs> God damn it, bro. Everything that you said about this cabinet situation was what went through my mind. I'm like, there's no way my wife didn't hear that and ha- like literally sit up in her bed sweating at what that loud sound was. So now I have to hurry up and get it back out the door and awkwardly carry it in several pieces now back out the door and back to its rightful place at the trash can. So not only do I, I can't have it now, now nobody can have it because I fucking ruined it. it. 
Yo, the sickest shit. Like that's would be the dumbest shit, though, right? Like you scooted in the house. <laughs> I did everything down, right until the and last second. Around, and then it'd be the like it's so fast how stupid shit happens and how fast mm-hmm. you process it because you, you heard it. and felt you that wind it. as it went past you and you didn't know what it was in that moment and then crash, bang, and it's like, see, this is why I don't fuck with shit. This is why I just mind yep, my business. This is why. This is why. <laughs> This is why I stay on my routine. This is why I do my one-two because we fuck with shit like that. Now I'm getting behind and now I'm risking having to walk far. Now I'm be late for work. Swear to God, everything you're saying I thought went through my mind. Like now not only do I not have the cabinet and I'm going to be late for work and my wife was going to wake up and see me leaving out the door with this strange white cabinet under my arms trying to like, now I'm dragging it out the door right cuz now there's no point in being careful with it now I'm just like dragging it and shit I'm making a bunch of fucking noise I'm pissed off my underarms are sweating and I'm just like as I was taking it back outside again I felt like you could see me I knew I was going to have to tell you and I just was like this kind of shit only happens to me bro like this is only going to happen to me bro I feel like what if the same what if some something what if the same thing happened to whoever the owner of the cabinet was like what if they <laughs> and there was a bottom half that i never what saw if, but like what if they brought it outside and they were like ah, shit gotta run back in the house left something or what if they had to take a shit and then they come back out and their fucking cabinet's gone, <laughs> gone. now their cabinet's in fucking pieces <laughs> well i know they're like what happened what happened like you might you might have just created cat's law Leave the fucking furniture on the curb yeah. at the goddamn curb because yeah. it's not, you don't know what's wrong with this. They're, they're putting it on the curb for a reason. Like most people who want like people to come take that shit, put something on it that says like free. Feel free. Or like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> feel free. free. Have this like mm. donation, like whatever the free fuck. Free to you a want. good like, home. Yeah. If I just put it on the curb, man, just think something, think it got termites, bro. Like I'll think yeah. the worst of the worst. Think you can't, the thing that you can't see is what's wrong with it. Mm, oh man and bro it's been a it's been a wild seven days um i gotta tell you i have a new chapter uh in one of your favorite books uh fables of a former fat nigga um are are you are you ready for an update in the fables of a former fat nigga it's one of my favorite books that never ends like i know you love this you've never gotten a book in the mail gotten to page 89 and been like man that was a great story (laughs) went back to open it up and there is 80 more motherfucking pages like how the fuck does this happen (laughs) well I've i've told you and the listening audience that like one of my new favorite things is like to see how different it is to do new things while not being morbidly obese, right? Like, oh, man. it's interesting to not have like thigh sweat and chafing when you go to do certain things that you haven't thought about in five years. Like, damn, like I told you when I went bowling, I'm like, damn, man, I ain't mm-hmm. been bowling since I was fat. Like, I can actually do pretty decent at bowling now. Like, top probably, golf was something that was not on my mind. This is probably the last thing I saw you at. Yeah, you, you saw me at that. So, like, <laughs> For those of y'all that might not know, my wife's sorority sister had a birthday and her party just happened to be held at a skating rink. And it was funny because when my wife brought it up to me, she was just kind of saying like buzz, buzz, buzzing it by. And she was like, hey, you know, such and such had a birthday party at the skating rink. So just letting you know I'm be Albuquerque this weekend. And then I think like two or three texts later, she was like, you don't want to come, do you? And I was like, yeah, I would love to come. Like, <laughs> Now, that's not her fault because... Normally, that would not be something that I would want to go with her to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if this was five years ago, I would have absolutely been like, no, nah, I'm just going to chill here and eat fudge rounds and you have a blast, right? But I was like, no, nah, I would love to come. Like, I, I'm kind of excited to check that out. And furthermore, our life now in our home is her, me, and Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. So if I say I'm going to come with her, 
then we either need to A, get a babysitter for Cameron, or B, mm-hmm. take Cameron with us, which means because it's her sorority sister by law, which I think is correct, I would be responsible for Cameron because the function is for a friend of hers. I think that's fair, right? Uh, like, I think that fair. we we naturally kind of fall into that role. Like, if I, if I made plans to, like, go kick it with Luis this weekend, and she was coming along and Cameron was com- coming along, I think I would expect her to keep tabs on Cameron while I hung out with my friend. I, I think it's like- more than fair to expect. Like, she's going to hang out with her friend. I watch the kid. Yeah, I feel like we're talking about cheerleading practice again, but let's go. You know, let's, oh, get, let's get through you know, it. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Okay. So we end up going skating. We made a whole day because we had to go an hour and a half away to Albuquerque anyway. So we ended up leaving extra early, spending time going to the mall. We went shopping. I went, took my daughter to get her nails done for the first time. And she fucking loved that. She asked for hot pink. That was the whole thing. And, okay. You know, we had a great day, man. I've been telling my wife for a little while now, like, I think I'm Kanye West. I know you probably you think you're Kanye West too, right? We both bit. think we're Kanye West. So my my sickness in thinking I'm Kanye West is like I've been kind of fucking with my wife for a little while now, telling her like, hey, you need to let me pick your clothes out for you. Like you need to let me redo your wardrobe because I'm Kanye West. And like Kim Kardashian, Kardashian, I need to like model you. Let me pick your clothes out and buy you some clothes because I think I could get you fly. That's just mm-hmm. like my little shit that I've been on lately. So I had the opportunity to take her and you know, we had a good time and had fun with that. And like, I'm picking shit out. She's going and trying it on and boom, boom, bam. And because, you know, a nigga doing good now, I can go ahead and go ahead and get that, you know, whatever you right. want. Right. Wah, wah, wah. You know right. what I mean? So that was right. fun. We ended up going skating, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the thing about skating. I haven't been skating for a better part of eight plus years, maybe 10 years since the last time I was on skates. Mm-hmm. And the last time I think I was skating, I think I'm, I think I might've told you in some of the earlier episodes, my skating goes, pat, 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 pat. <laughs> like I could never skate. And I remember like <clears throat> being young and going to skating a lot. Like when they used to have the lock-ins when we was growing up and shit, but you really don't skate. You just like wait for them to shut down the skating rink. So everybody can like grind on each other. While H-Town is playing, they turn the lights off right. and you grind on each other till three o'clock in the morning. That was my shit. I never really actually skated. And I used to actually envy motherfuckers that could skate because I never could skate because I was mm-hmm. always like out of shape. <clears throat> Even to the point where if I did put on skates and try to go around, like I would go around one time and then immediately come back and rest. Like I go around one time and rest for 20 minutes, go around <laughs> one time, rest for 20 minutes. You might get one more rotation in me, and then I'm taking my skates off. I guess over. So mm-hmm. I'm trying skating again for the first time. Now I have a built-in excuse to not embarrass myself because I got a seven-year-old who's never skated before. So this is perfect. This is a perfect scenario. I can look like like fucking champion dad while I'm like skating my daughter around, and everyone, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it's like really, I can't skate. So I'm pretending like I'm teaching her how to skate when in actuality I can't skate. Mm-hmm. So having me hold her hand is my best excuse to be going so slow and looking so retarded on these skates. So it was a built-in perfect day. So she could kind of hang with her sorority sisters and not have to worry so much. Obviously, she still came and, you know, checked on us and hung with us and shit like that. But she didn't have to feel tied to a seven-year-old and shit. So it all worked out absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Skating went well. I can actually skate better than I thought I could skate because, like, it's funny when you can actually lift your legs, how good you can do on a pair of skates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever tells you about, like, how important being able to lift your legs is to skating. Never knew that. Nobody ever told me. But I'm going to just go ahead and skip straight to the important part. I know you're wondering. Yes, we fail. Of course. Yes, we absolutely fail. 
100%. But I had to tell my daughter the entire time that we were not going to fall because she's like me. She's a worrier. Like she was worried the entire time about falling. <laughs> like I'm looking in her eyes. She's doing good, but like her knees are looking like a baby deer the whole time. Like they're just at all times preparing to fall. And I'm like trying to lean over and talk to her like, baby, just if you just be calm, slow and steady. You won't fall. Like as long as your legs are in, you're controlling your legs and you're not going all wobbly, You'll be fine. You won't fall. So we had a successful good like hour or so of like just going back and forth and going mm-hmm. around one time and taking a break, right? Because she didn't want to go around more than once without taking a break because she was scared the entire time. And we was doing good. So we was going around for like our third or fourth trip. We was three quarters away of the way around. <clears throat> She's even pointing like, Daddy, we almost did the lab. We did it. We're doing it. I'm like, yeah, see, baby, I told you we're not going to fall. Now- this is going to sound like I'm making excuses. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am. Because I'm not even 100% sure how we fell. All I know is, at one point coming around the corner, my legs were in front of me. I don't even know how it happened. Like, one minute we're cool. I'm looking back at my daughter. The sounds are playing. The lights are neon. Everything's cool. And then the next thing I knew, I could see my skates in my forefront visual. And I'm like, hmm. Shouldn't be seeing my skates right Not now. Right my legs are up too high. So all this is happening in slow motion. I look back at my daughter, and now I know we're falling because she's already crying, <laughs> and she ain't even hit the ground yet. <laughs> I can see her already crying in midair. She was already worried. Now, again, I'm so... Again, I swear to God, all this has happened in a slow motion. It's been a long time since I fell on skates. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I need to make sure I fall properly because I'm over 40 now. Like, if I don't fall right, this could be bad, right? Like, if I try Mm -hmm. to catch myself with my wrist, I could fuck around and be in a cast or some shit, right? Mm -hmm. I need to make sure my baby don't hit her head on her shunt or something like that. Like, skating can be legit dangerous if you're not careful, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I need to also be making sure I'm not slamming down my size 12 skate on her shin. Like, there's a lot of shit in play when you're falling on skates that you need to be aware of. So I had enough time to realize I need to just fall on my butt. Don't try to catch yourself. Just let your butt take the brunt of the impact. And then at the end of that, you, you know. Got, you ain't got no ass neither, man. You ain't got my ass is gone. <laughs> I found that out. Because had I fell at 360 pounds, it would have been all ass. No this ass, was like 30% man. ass. And then I fell on like my funny bone on my arm. And I felt that later. You ain't, but, got, you ain't got no ass like a white woman, man. Your back pockets touched. Wow. Bro, I, bro, my ass is gone. I'll be putting on like Levi's jeans. I'll be buying Wranglers and shit from Walmart. And them shits fall down all day long. That's how I know I don't have no ass. Like, if they don't I have mean, the stretchy just, material in the jeans no more, I was, it's about over say, I was about to say, you just answered my question, bro. I was really going to act like you was going to have to walk me through how we made it all the way down to skinnies like that. Bro, I so how we made our way down as far as like weight loss, like why I even bought them. The, the skinny jeans. Like I just, I, I seen skinny and I'm like, man, them joints are slim on Slim Jim. Bro, I, you know what's so wild? It's like, I'm so skinny jeans. I'm so skinny jeans now. Like I don't even like Slims. <laughs> slim ain't skinny enough for <laughs> me. A lot enough. of people won't tell you that they're skinny and they're slim. Yeah, nah. Slim to me is not skinny enough, bro. Like if I don't have to like sit on the floor and take my pants off, I don't even want them. Oh, bro, you got you might as well buy leggings, bro. You changed. They're essentially like, all leggings, my dude. Yeah, now. now they are, bro. You really got to peel them bitches off. I had a pair. I only I bought like one, them, and then yeah, no, nah, hell, not. Nah, it's just too. Well, they because they, like, they make them with they, so much elastic in them now, so they, they feel do. so comfortable. Bro, you look that looks kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I look crazy. <laughs> I need to slow down. <laughs> See, that's why I came here because I knew you would yeah. tell me. 
Yeah, you but got bro, the reason now. why, I, bro, I have to tell you, I don't know how we failed because, okay, first off, I had to calm my daughter down, right? Because she was literally going into a full-fledged two-year-old cry. Like, by the time we landed on Earth, she <laughs> was like, mm, like, you know, that slow rev up cry. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she's about to have a full fit. So I had to like calm her down, like, baby, we're okay. You're okay. Dad's okay. Like, I couldn't tell if she was crying because she was hurt or if she was crying because she thought I was dead because, like, she's never seen me so vulnerable. <laughs> like, I think she was just taking up at how shook up I was. Right. So I immediately got us up, right, because I didn't want to spend too much time on the ground because then they would have said in what happened. I immediately popped her up. Boom. Popped me up. Boom. And then, like, a fluffy-haired teen was standing there when we was getting up, apologizing, like, hey, bro, I'm sorry. My bad. My... The face you made was the face I made. I was like... You good, bro. Like, we good. We getting up. We good. And it wasn't until he skated away that I realized, like, I think that nigga made us fall, bro. Like, I don't know how. Like, I don't know. Maybe he clipped the back part of my skate and I didn't realize or something. Because I've seen young dudes before, like, if you skating slow, they'll, like, jump past your skates or some shit or, like, do a little wiggle move around you. But you got to be moving just right. And if they clip you, then you go down. Like. And I think he might have clipped me, but I also don't want to accuse the nigga of clipping me here on our podcast. And then I'm going to sound like, you know, the old man that fell asleep behind the wheel and blamed it on other traffic when yeah. we just fell asleep. I don't yeah. want to sound like that, bro. So I don't know. I definitely fell, though. And it I hurt. Mean, and then, like, bro, I also feel like two, two things here. First thing, okay. I feel like, you know how when you go to the amusement park, you got to be this tall to ride this ride, right? Yeah, sure. I feel like you have surpassed the threshold of skating, bro. You are six foot I'm four. too tall to skate? So in a pair of skates, you are six foot six, six foot seven, my nigga. Are you kidding me? That oh, had to look wild you, falling from that high up. Again, bro, I saw you in your painted on skinny jeans in the fly green vest with the hat. I was so upset. Did I do it? You did, did it, it, bro. You like... Yes. I almost didn't care about the skating video because the vest with the hat was so fly. Like, dang, why is my nigga out here doing this with the joint? And then, like, you already got a big foot. And then if you wear a big foot in skates, like, mm-hmm. really just look like you got old motherfucking yachts on your feet. <laughs> while you're Those are the longest potatoes I've ever seen. Of all time. And for whatever reason, them bitches is heavy as a motherfucker. Like, heavy. y'all ain't came up with the light version of skate shit. Like, that might help a nigga a little bit better if I had, like, a two-pound skate versus a 12-pound skate. Bro, them like, skates are maybe so they should, fucking heavy. Maybe they should rent them like bowling balls. Like, what size and what weight do you want? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, this shit is outrageous, but, like... Skating is reckless for real, bro. Skate, skating is... Re- and like you say, like, it... That'd be the shit, bro, that I'd be thinking about when I'd be watching, like, hockey and shit, bro. I can't believe that there aren't, like, more hockey, like brutal, gruesome fucking injuries. Why is that happening more in football than in hockey, bro? That makes zero sense to me. And I get, and and maybe like they make you sign waivers and shit like that, bro. But a nigga, that's what, maybe that's why they don't let niggas in hockey because niggas probably go right to the blade. Like, you want to fight me? Mm. All right, come on, nigga, I'll take my shoe off. Like, (laughs) and what kind of fight do you want now? And you can't have that type of dark skin aggression on the motherfucking hockey rink. You need light-skinned players first. You need light-skinned players to, you know, ease us into this motherfucking thing. But like, yeah, skating. When's the last time that I went fucking skating? It was probably I, I nigga. I really couldn't tell you. I really don't know the last mm. time I been skating. Like, and again, no. And I really, it's, it's the same reason I just told you is the reason I don't want to go, bro. My feet too big. Like, yeah. I and I, I'm not like world's greatest skater. I can skate a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm make me a couple laps around the thing. But like, I'm also subconscious in that manner as well. Who the fuck is watching me skate because I can't skate? Like, I know I looked cool when I walked in. 
But all that cool came out. About seventy percent of that cool came off. Soon as you lace them potatoes up, soon as you put them potatoes on your feet, nigga. Bro, the cool, the cool line is drawn in the sand, and you get on the left side or the right side, bro. It yeah, ain't, it ain't nah, not hard sure. to tell who's cool for and who sure. ain't on skates. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, and you shouldn't look like you need the goddamn triangle thing to help you around the skating rink. Oh. So, like, I, I, I think that's why I retired skating for real, for real, because like it's cool, and like you said, I was a lockhead. Like, I'm the, I'm the, the catch me for the sneaker portion of the skating rink like catch mm-hmm. me when the sneakers are like you say for the lock-in we're like all right we skating then 11 we're gonna turn the skate flow into the dance flow and dance ass. catch me for that part. ass everywhere yeah, that's that's where you catch me at mm-hmm. i ain't there for the skating part like shout, shout out to the niggas that can skate though all you were shot yeah, i 1000 percent envy a nigga that can skate real good i still do bro like when i see the clips of usher getting busy i'm like damn i wish i could do that i also fully understand that that takes a lot of practice like i'm not naive enough to think that Oh, just me wishing I could skate like Usher is enough to skate like Usher. Like that nigga does a lot of work to be able to skate that good. That's a lot of exercising and belly crunches, I'm sure, to be yeah, able to I lift your like, knees and do that fucking thunderclap like that. I feel like it's only that way as an adult though, because I feel like kids just pick up skates and just run. They just run. They lean so. forward, nigga. They, just got the, they already reckless as hell, but they just be doing shit. Like, and I feel like if you build upon that, then you just be fine. It's the Taking the lap, sitting down, taking the lap, sitting down, and then not going skating for eight years. That'll fuck you up. I, I will tell you, though, like getting back to like fables of a former fat nigga, it's, it is really nice, I'll say. I want to say this on record. It's really nice to be in this part of the population that can put on skates and go around and have an actual mm-hmm. good time doing that activity. Because for a better portion of my life, going skating meant, do I have enough money to buy a slice of pizza and an icy? Like, I wasn't even thinking about actual skates. Like, I remember I would pay to get in the skating rink. They would hand me the ticket, and I would basically throw the ticket in the trash. Like, I don't need a skate rental, dog. Like, I'm about to walk around here. I'm about to eat some pizza, and I'm going to watch other people skate until the dancing starts. And guess what's going to happen when the dancing starts? I'm going to watch other people dance and eat pizza, bro. Like, that's that is who, that's I'm who I love. I'm here for the pizza and the ices, bro. I don't know if yeah, you Yeah, I'm here for the, the skating ring not. pizza, nigga. And what's when so nasty you. is my dad didn't even give me enough money for pizza. <laughs> so when I asked you if you wanted to go to the skating rink, I really meant to ask you if you wanted pizza and ices, bro. That's what I'm here for. I really meant to ask you, are you hungry for pizza? And the answer is, I'm not hungry, but I do want pizza. Do you want to play some skee-ball, nigga? I plan on licking all these tickets, nigga, and turning them in up front. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is crazy. I got to add some more weight to these tickets. All right. So, yeah, that that was really fun, man. I added that to my uh, mental Rolodex of activities that I like to do now. I don't know how soon I'm going to get back on the skates again. do you? Th- I mean, and again, this was this was different because um, it was you know uh, an event that you guys were attending. But like, do you think you would have been so like receptive to do that in Columbus? Like, do you think you would feel this way about skating in Columbus in front of a whole bunch of niggas? Because I'm sure you wouldn't skate in front of a whole bunch of niggas in New Mexico. I got a follow up question: Am I skinny or am I still like Columbus size? No, nah, you skinny. If I'm skinny, yeah. If I'm skinny, yeah. Like, if I lost the weight and I'm in the gym every day like I am here in New Mexico and I'm in Columbus, like, if we went back home and there was a function and niggas was going skating for the night, like, burning through a skating function or some shit, and I just happened to be back home and I just happened to be skinny now, like, I'm going skating on y'all niggas, bro, and I need y'all to see how fly I am now. Like, I want y'all back home to see how light I am on my feet, nigga. You crazy, bro? Like, bro, shout out out to niggas that fuck with me, bro, because remember we were saying a couple months ago how, like, it's certain niggas that's 
of the um, Columbus stratosphere that's just mm-hmm. good niggas. Right. Will hit me up when I post him. I said, like, bro, you look nice. good. I was like, bro, if a nigga like Will can hit you up and say you look good, bro, you really doing something. Because that nigga, bro, I mean, is a I'll goddamn say you, you know, he got a chapter in, in the fables of a former fat yeah, nigga. Bro, he too. get it. Bro, he, he get it. All it, I need yeah. is for Big James to hit me up, bro, and I'm out of here on y'all, bro. What? What is you talking said, about? I for Big James. To, y'all need to start a group. <laughs> All right, so bro, let's talk about Tiana Taylor, bro. This nigga, bro, you won't stop embarrassing me on our show. Listen, so fucking okay, I got a question for you. Let's fucking okay, we're gonna do this and then we'll spin into the next thing, and then okay, this is how we're gonna lay it out. All right. Jeezy and Jenny May. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Remy Ma and Papoose. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. All kind of like nigga relationship goals and mm-hmm. all pretty much split up this week. Okay. Like all those legendary couples, iconic black couples are all pretty much done. So as of like seven days from that or seven days ago, my question to you is which one of those was most surprising to you or which one makes you saddest because you might not give a fuck, but I do feel like black culture and hip hop culture at least cares about one or two of these. Which now, one did you hear about that kind of like one, not just socks on? The, the one sticks out to me again, but give me my options again, just for okay. So that's Jeezy and Jenny May, which I don't even know okay. much about their relationship, Jeezy but I know Jenny people May. do that's care right. about them. Yeah. Remy Ma and Papoose, Remy uh, and Papoose. <laughs> the rumor okay. swirling around that Remy Ma cheated on Papoose with a mm-hmm. battle rap nigga named yep. Easy to Block Captain. Now I say mm-hmm. that like I don't know who he is. I right. thoroughly know who he is, and he's right. overrated to me. But that's another <laughs> talk for a YouTube video. And then Iman Shumford of uh, NBA fame and Tiana Taylor. Uh, they apparently, what I liked about them was like, we learned that they were split this week, but apparently they've been split right. for a little while. And like Tiana Taylor and Iman is so, they so thorough. We didn't even know they kept their business right. in house, which I totally respect. And the only I reason mean, why we learned about it is because the news kind of leaked and people was like accusing Iman of cheating on Tiana. And mm-hmm. Tiana came out to his defense was like, nah, we're not doing that. I know me and him ain't together right now, but that's still my dog, and I'm not gonna have y'all lie on him like that, which right. I fuck with him. Nah, for sure. Um, so I, yeah, if I had to choose my choices, it's, it's gonna be the Tiana and Iman, like, and not like I, I because I respect it, you know what I'm saying? Because of what you was just saying, like they kept that shit in house, like it ain't really nobody's motherfucking business. So like, mm-hmm. that's the most shocking to me. Jeezy and Jenny May, I thought it was weird in the beginning. Um, even I seen a video, an Instagram video I heard the other day, and she looked pretty fire. I ain't gonna lie in that video. I don't. Think I don't even know who like, that is. She's one of the. Is she from? One of the, the host on the View? I don't know what she was from oh. before that though. I couldn't tell you certainly. Eh, um, maybe she's a Disney, maybe she was a Disney star. I, I really do not fucking know. Um, gotcha. But like, yeah, don't don't care about that. Um, Remy Ma and Pat Poos. I feel like it's, pro- it's pretty much between Remy Ma and Tiana no, Taylor. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going with Tiana Taylor and Iman for sure. Okay. Like that, that's my answer. But that broke my heart I, a little bit. I think with Remy and Pat Poos, I'm gonna just put an asterisk next to it because I feel like they've always had an asterisk next to their couple, and this is just gonna go in the in the footnotes with the asterisk when this is all said and done, whether they end up together or not. You don't think that this is necessarily the end for them just because we're hearing that she stepped out with a battle rap nigga? Like they might be together <laughs> next week. To me, it's all hearsay still. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, we haven't like, gotten anything definitive, it's, at it's, least to the point of this recording of the podcast. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's all hearsay. And I think, um, I don't even want to get into the whole legit, but like, it's it's one of those things where it, it benefits the platform that it happened on either way. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of 
and, and maybe there is some truth to the situation because you know what I'm saying we watch enough battle rap to know that these niggas don't really like make up shit out of thin air. Like, yeah, yeah, very rarely do they just like they make up a story. Yeah, they'll embellish some shit and add some fictitious shit in there, but like it's all kind of rooted in something. Um, mm-hmm. so for so so for that to be a topic. Um, particularly on Remy's platform was like, especially coming out of Geechee Gotti's mouth because yeah. I believe that nigga. Yeah, 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 like it was. It was a lot of factors involved in that. Um, so again, like that one was. I think there's more shock factor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of in that one versus Iman and Tiana. Um, but um, I guess my final note is I don't give a fuck about none of them niggas who ain't together. For real, for real, like. Because like you say, Jeezy and Jenny May, like, how the fuck did you two niggas end up together? Like, that's fucking weird. Like, again, I... Because Jeezy always wants us to believe that he's more than a dope dealer. Like, he's always been pushing that to us. Like, yeah, I'm a dope dealer, but I'm more than that. Like, nah, you're a dope dealer, bro. Like, stop trying to push us that you're, like, the CEO businessman. I know you're good at conducting your business, but stop trying to make us think you could run Pepsi if you wanted to. Because you can, bro. I think Jeezy might be the the greatest drug dealer rapper that never did half of what he's saying ever. <laughs> it, For real, it, you got to put him up against Rose. I got to put I, him up against Rose. If ooh, if I had to choose, who's who's you know who's who I'm telling the with. bigger lies? Who's telling the bigger <laughs> lies? Like let's who's telling like who's, who's let, let's be clear. More? We respect both people's lies. Are we going to say that first, though? Because I do respect I their lies. They're just lies. I respect them. I, but see, I guess my thing when it comes to, like, Rick Ross, Rick mm-hmm. Ross's entire catalog is not about selling cocaine. True, true. There are songs. There are lines. There are things that he but said. But it's a lot of just inspiration in Ross's catalog. I mean, but even still, let's go, let's go back to, like, the fucking name. <laughs> right, the the character you portray the, yourself in. The, even if it, you know what I'm saying, regardless of like you chose to call yourself that. So why, what would you look like being pop pop rapper Rick Ross? Like, <laughs> no, pop rapper Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. So like, I don't look at Rick Ross as a drug dealer rapper. Maybe that's just me, mm. but I told like even, and it sounds crazy, right? Push it to the limit, you know what I'm saying? Was the first at hustling. Right, port of Miami. Part. Yeah, like Port of Miami. It sounds cr- because and he did. He talked up, but again, I'm going into character because if you look at, you know, length of his catalog, like you don't you get it sprinkled in, but I think Jeezy has a more heavily populated drug talk throughout his yeah. entire shit. You go to him um, for that for sure. Yeah, and I just don't, I just don't, I don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just don't, like, I just don't, and I don't, not particularly that I believe Rick Ross anymore, but, like, I feel like Rick Ross's lies are a little more smooth in there, like, or, and, like, I like the way Jesus, it's not even about liking, you know, who does what better, however it comes out, because I like both of them niggas, but, like, do I, do do I believe you niggas might have done some of that? Yes. Do I believe you niggas did all of that? No. 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 And, and like, you gotta, I guess because, I don't even want to say it, like, that was gonna sound corny, but, like, I know niggas who who really maneuvered the streets during the time that those niggas claimed they maneuvered the streets, mm-hmm. and the and the story sound eerily the same. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> there are things that they say that you like. Okay, you might actually. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas mm-hmm. niggas was actually taking them road trips and on the freeway, and I know how certain things happen. So like they definitely give me the vibe that you know they might have been somewhere involved at some point in time. But like it's the same thing. I think I talked about it right here on this podcast, bro. Like. One instance 
can be six different verses for you as a rapper. all day long, all day long. Yeah, I mean, you shit, you're not talking to anybody. That, yeah. You can't be talking to anybody better, right? Like I go to one event on the weekend and pot about it for an hour and a half. Like, you know like we are the best people to talk to about this. Like we'll have one fucking thing happen all week and be like, well, we got something to talk about next week, baby. Like, yeah, so gotta make something out like of that, bro. You gotta put yeah. cut on it. I digressed away from the shit, but like, yeah, yeah. fuck all them people in them relationships, man. Mind. Yeah, if you make a motherfucking commitment, like, do do the do the motherfucking goddamn work. You know what I'm saying? Because not for nothing, it's work. Like, and some and and the flesh is weak and temptation is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, it's it's make the remember what you did. You know, the biggest part that I wanted to talk about in regards to Papoose and Remy Ma. For those of y'all that don't know who that is, I don't know why you wouldn't, but. Remy Ma is kind of a rapper. Papu is, is even less kind of a rapper. And they're both rappers and they've both been together for a long time. And they was together when Remy Ma was in jail. And this is the important part is whether they're together or not or broken up or not. The interesting part to talk about is the fact that Papoose has been, quote unquote, holding Remy Ma down for so many years. And he's still by her side, as far as we know, when she was locked up and was there waiting on her when she got out. And he was there for the rags to riches. And now that she's on her feet and doing good, he's been playing the husband role as perfect as a fucking Jason Kidd point guard could run the point. And I, I know black women have always big papoose up as being a solid, hold it down nigga for his queen. And women love to applaud women like Remy Ma because she's this strong black woman figure and she gets to step in kind of the front role and papoose is the perfect like side king to her masculine queen queendom so to speak right so people like to applaud that because he don't take no hits to his masculinity by uh supporting remy ma and all that shit is cool until we get to this part of the relationship where it's like okay you held her down when she was in jail you didn't get caught fucking other bitches at least not publicly and shit so you held her down and now she gets out she's successful with her battle rap league She's glitz and glamour and shiny now. And then now she goes and fucks this buck to battle rap nigga on you after you done held it down this long. Now, this is me pretending like I know what's going on in that house. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It could, it's easy for me to say and act like this nigga is just a saint. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, all we know is what we assume to know based on rumor. And if that is the case, you held it down for all these years and she fuck a battle rap nigga on you. A nigga that don't even wear the proper size hats when he be rapping. That shit sucks, bro. Like, it really sucks to be like, quote unquote, playing your part for all this long. And then she go and fuck a nigga that wears fitted hats, bro, with flat brims. That's disgusting. And that was the complete dialogue from the asterisk and the footnote of (laughs) Remy and Pat. Like, that's exactly what I meant when I said that. Like, everything that you just said is that entire asterisk over their relationship. Like, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? As who? Both, let, let, both. Please give me both, because I, I'm honestly, again, we don't know much. Like you said, this is us yeah, just podcast no, like, assuming yeah. shit. But let's assume everything we think we know is true. In both saying, cases, like, in your opinion, what do you do? Like, if you papoose, like, what do you do? Yeah, I want to be messy. Like, I want to know for real, yeah. for real. Because even, like, even included, and I guess we can't leave out the fact that even before we heard about, you know, supposedly them cheating, the real first story was papoose put hands on easy to block mm-hmm. and no and we was I already wondering like why I didn't know happen? why yeah i don't know we didn't know, know why when we first heard about the hand embedded. yeah it just sounded weird like pat poos and hmm. easy fought like that that's that odd like and particularly it was after the last time that he was on that platform i believe so like 
that didn't have nothing to do with nothing like that. And that was during the whole debacle when he left. He left URL or he went over and did the battle on Chrome, but he was supposed to be signed to URL. And the whole mix up shit happened. And then it's like Pat Poof put hands on easy. And it's like, well, what the fuck happened? And then now we mm-hmm. hear that you might have, you might have, you know, boinked his bitch. And we ain't never really definitively heard that he didn't put pause on easy. Easy hasn't really. And I know easy put out a, uh, I remember a tweet at some point in time. I think I saw, you know, kind of at and Pat Poof's like, yo, you better tell him what really happened before I do. And now hearing that, a nigga oh, might have pointed your bitch. I haven't like, heard kinda, that quote since. Oh, now that sounds really wild. wild yeah, bro. it's kind of wild, right? Thinking now that I'm, you know, thinking Ooh. about the story. Totality, Did you see the clip? Did you see the clip? There was a clip that I saw before anybody was talking about. I caught it in real time after Easy battled Geechee Gotti. They was having like, you know, they have the commentators come up and ask him about the battle. Oh, you just get on stage. You went crazy in the third round, and they was talking to Geechee Gotti. And behind Geechee, Easy was walking back there. They just got done battling. And then Remy started walking back. And Easy started approaching Remy on some like whispering in her ear shit. And Remy pointed at the camera like, you don't see that camera right there? And then he immediately started backing up. And I was like, ooh, that looks wild, yeah, nah, nigga. Like, that. that look wild as far. I'm going to have to send it to you. But yeah. like, there's some real life, in real time evidence. Like, oh, something's not right here. I believe it, but I, I guess I always, uh, I don't want to say been skeptical of Remy, but like even kind of what you was talking about, like where she, um, what you, you call it to move on if she you, wants yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, but you called it masculine energy, and I'm, I guess I'll allow it for this okay. conversation because I get what you meant by it, but like. Yeah, I got to be careful with that too, right? Yeah, to me, that shit is like facade and defense mechanism because like, yeah, we know she shot a bitch and yeah, maybe she stabbed a bitch or whatever the fuck happened. I don't, I don't really know all my rap history. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but like. That just that means you don't play about certain shit. Like I know you was in right. situations when that happens. You didn't just walk up to a motherfucker and be like, "Hey, give me your coat," and they was like, "No," nah, and you stabbed him. Like that's different. Like right. you a right. you a character like that. Like you definitely ain't nobody to be fucked with. But like somebody who holds down their shit, I don't I don't particularly fear you outside just because that's what you do. Because that's what everybody should do. Um, right. So then, like she committed a crime and she got caught and she went to jail and, and hip hop that only boosts your stock, which is dumb as a motherfucker. <laughs> it boosts your stock when really that's just like some bad shit happened and you <laughs> went to jail. Like that happens all the time. You did that don't crime. necessarily make you, that don't make you like a super villain. <laughs> only a in hip hop does that make you a super villain. Yeah. yeah. You did a crime, you got caught and you went to jail. And yeah. even like, I'm so confused by all of this shit. Like I feel like y'all's relationship began when you was already behind bars. Like, I feel like there was no sprinkles of Remy Ma and Pat Poos before she got locked up. Again, maybe I missed it. I don't know all my hip-hop timelines. I certainly ain't keeping up with Pat Poos either. That wasn't, I mean, you know, Alphabetical Slaughter, you know, is amazing. Worst, worst (laughs) mixtape song ever. (laughs) But, like, whatever. Wasn't really, you know, my, my artist to keep up with, but, like... Then y'all was married when she was behind bars and this nigga was holding it down. It's just a messy way for all these things to come out. Like, this is essentially um, 18 years, 18 years, and on the 18th birthday, <laughs> found out it wasn't his. Wasn't like, his. yeah. No, yeah. What you what yeah. you supposed to do? So I guess they, if I'm if I'm Pap, and this is all true, like if Easy boinked my bitch after we after we take it down, like naturally trying to like be level headed, you gotta have a talk with your wife. But I think ultimately if I'm Pap, I'm out. Mm. But yeah, I think I think I'm out. I think I'm out if I'm Pat. And if I'm Remy, I either gotta decide already. if I'm gonna let this nigga well, I gotta decide if I'm gonna let this nigga be out or if I'm a if I'm gonna do the right thing. And doing the right thing entails doing a lot of things that women don't typically do. So Well, I was gonna say, how do we know that's the right thing though? Cause I mean, for all we know, 
she probably, for all we know, she could have been was going to leave Papoose, and now she just finally is actually doing it. Because again, we don't be knowing, bro. Like we could look messy, from the outside. In. It's messy. You got to. It is, but the way it's that's, yeah, the way yeah, it's being presented the, is messy. That's where the respect factor come into play. Because like you don't, again, you got to you got to you got to look at the whole asterisk. You got to look at all the footnotes. Like. He de- he he deserves it to happen better, and like it's stupid, I guess, to say that. Sure. Like, no, you deserve to le- let him out the door with some. Respect. I mean, it's the, it's the same. That. It's the same shit when the dumb bitches say, "I don't care if he cheat; he's got to cheat respectfully." Whatever the fuck yeah. that means, but like, it's the same thing. <laughs> like, no, <I'm> with you. <laughs> like, no, bitch, you can say he can cheat. Just stop right there. Stop. Right, the no, he can cheat. But- but I'm not even mad at him for trying to put a caveat on it. Because if we let's keep it all the way funky on this imaginary thing. If a bitch told somebody they're in a relationship, like, just go ahead and cheat if you're going to do it. Like, without trying to put an asterisk on it and at least trying to say, just respect me. Like, just don't be having it all up in no. my face. Like, yeah, you have to put some sort of caveat with it. Even what? if you're going to get to that point to say that, you got to have some with what, it. No, what they mean to say is however they word the cheating part but with the caveat that they mean to put on it as long as it doesn't take away from me as long mm. as it don't take away from my time or whatever you've been providing for me like i don't really give a fuck what you do but like you can't which is wild because the act in itself takes away from you even if you don't know what's happening you are like you're literally it, taking like uh what do you call that nigga iron man damage to your core yeah, like, like <laughs> again it's all it's all about the different relationships right so let's yeah. call it you know let's call it the dope boy relationship he got a chick who air quote understands and she like mm-hmm. hey but like she already understands hey i only talk to this nigga two maybe three times a day he definitely comes over here and sees me at least one time a day every other day so like that's what i expect so whatever he doing what i'm not with as long as as long as those stops by every other day don't turn into every two or three days now because you're dealing with your little girl like nah fam now you fucking up like now mm-hmm. that's where that's where i don't accept this at but like you gotta keep the agreement it, yeah or you know what i'm saying if if i you know again you might call me two or three times a day but maybe i need you once or twice in a day and you've always answered my phone calls but now you with your little girlfriend and you don't answer my like nah bro we cannot you're slipping cannot, you're not, yeah, you're not carrying out your responsibility and again that's what that's what ultimately what the women because fam the time time and money is you know what i'm saying they think essentially in, in a nutshell like so if you are if if they are cool which First of all, if they cool enough to even say "do your thing," that's how you know they kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had I had somebody that's really close to me bring this up in real time because their chick told them "do your thing," and I had to ask them as a friend that cares about them, like, "But do you believe them though?" And like, thank God, me and that person are cool enough to where they was able to respond. Not with like, "Nigga, you just hating on me." It was like. Yeah, nah, bro. I was thinking about that too. Like, I don't know if I believe him or so. You know what I'm saying? Like, so nah, that's is that a believable thing? Is that yeah, a no. believable thing? No, it's not. And and the only reason that it's not, and this is why I'm just see, this is why I'm always rooted in reality. No, it's mm-hmm. not a real thing because as a man, if they say that to you, you can't ask no fucking follow up questions, nigga, because you look too thirsty. <laughs> well, wait, how soon can I take Bro, there's no right answer. But see, I'm only joking. I'm, I only get excited about topics like this because. Again, I've said this to you before. I've said this to my wife before, like off mic, actual real conversations. Pockets like this in relationships fascinate me so much. Like this kind of shit fascinates me a great deal because it essentially reminds me that we're all just human and we're all just humans trying to do our best. Right. So if a woman, it's only hilarious to me because if a woman comes to their partner and says, listen, I love you so much. I'm a realist. I understand that things are going to happen. So before things happen, let me try to soften the blow by saying, Hey, if you're going to fuck up, 
please just don't have it in my face. Please don't do it with none of my girlfriends that I got to look at the rest of my life. Don't do it with my coworkers and have me all embarrassed and try to set these parameters when in actuality, she's not giving you a pass to go out there and fuck Mm -hmm. around. She's just trying to tell you that she understands that one day things might not be perfect. And that also ain't even her telling you, hey, if things ever ain't perfect one day, I'm going to still be here because she might still leave your ass, bro. Like, I don't even be thinking that like, women be knowing what they be saying in the moment. They just be kind of speaking from their heart. And that ain't me trying to say like, oh, y'all silly bitches don't know what y'all talking about. That's me saying we all human. And I find it fascinating because I get caught up sometimes trying to explain how I feel about shit. And I'll be having to take a pause. Like, you know what? I ain't really sure what I'm saying right now. You know what I mean? Like, Like, I feel like I'm rambling. Let me go ahead and take a step exactly. I'll be having a moment too. I'll be trying to explain shit to my wife and I'll be thinking I'm making sense, but I'll be looking at her eyes when I'm talking. I'll be like, I'm losing you, ain't I? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yo, ain't that some bullshit when you be saying some shit, you be looking at your wife, you could tell when her shit dilate. You're like, oh, I said the wrong thing. Well, no, that's not what I meant right there. Let me back what up. Let me back up. To say was. <laughs> you didn't get up. any of what I intended right yeah, there, did no, you? No, we got to read the room. It's all right. Let's talk intentions a little bit, bro, because you sent me I some did. content earlier today. Uh, do, do you want to explain the content? Because I don't have it right here in front of me, and I don't know if this is going yeah, to require specifics. Yeah, I can, I can explain it in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, ba- so basically, in a nutshell, this girl had put up a... Um, she had shared a post from somebody else from some memories. Who knows? It's probably 100 little German bottles inside one big doll at this point. <laughs> I um, love that doll. You know what I'm saying? But um, basically, the post hinted at how women hate um, how men basically can make a sexual innuendo out of anything. Um, so basically, you know, they were giving examples like a nigga was on the phone, like, you know, what you doing? And the girl was like, I'm laying down. And the nigga was like, without me? Like, you know what I'm saying? That that, that was an example. What was another example? Another example, uh, I don't know. Niggas just say dumb one, ass one shit. Says, like, one says, I got to put up here. One says, me watching the Iron Giant, him. I got an Iron Giant you could be playing with. And then, like, the ick face. <laughs> then me got the ick face. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, these yeah, are like, essentially the memes and the posters about women kind of getting the ick on when niggas think that they're making a fly sexual in advance when really you're just annoying the woman. Is that fair to, like, sum it up? Yeah, there? yeah. I, th- I think that's fair. So, like, I don't even want to get into many more examples because I just want to... Because I get it. I get it completely. You know what they're talking about. And like I even told you, you know, when we texted about it a little bit earlier, like... A bitch saying I'm washing dishes and a nigga turning a dripping wet faucet into something about some pussy is wild. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely wild to, you know, make that sharp left turn in a conversation, but also, um, and I, this is not even like a to give anybody no, because I'm I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, but like if a nigga doesn't have a rapport with you and he's doing that, he's a fucking creep. Like yeah, that's, if that's, that's if, if this is if this is first conversation or like this nigga is like shooting his shot and seeing where he can land at, if that's how he's shooting his shot. Total creep. Like, definitely don't fall. If the nigga has not gotten the box and that is his attempt to get the box, I do not support this type of, uh, this play is not for you. You're reading out, you're running out of the wrong playbook, buddy. You need to toss that play out of the playbook. You didn't practice mm-hmm. well enough. You took the wrong fork at the road when you had to make a decision on if you was just going to be light-skinned and cute or if you was going to figure out some game, dog. So throw that one away. You know what I'm saying? Back to the top of the pod. Here yeah, we go. back to the top of the pod. I like how you did that, so. Again, I understand how, you know, if, if you if you given everything a sharp left turn and if we don't have that rapport, how those can be absolutely disgusting. But and I guess to be not even fully transparent, but like that's kind of my style. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. I ain't even well, gonna I, lie. 
Can, can we be real right here, bro? Like, I yeah. think it, it, if you had, if the Riz is properly placed and all yeah. the groundwork has been done, even if the groundwork is just, I walked in the room and you already knew you wanted to fuck me. Mm-hmm. I can get that shit off. Like what, what, what drives me nuts about these type of posts from women sometimes is like, y'all ignore the whole fraction of instances where y'all let that shit work. Y'all love yeah. to come on y'all socials and act like that shit never works. Y'all never want to acknowledge like, hey, the fine basketball player nigga that I've yeah. been wanting to give some pussy did that. And it was lame, I but I still did. And, and like, it's so funny that you they never talk about I don't that. Know, I don't know if you've seen this meme and I can't remember who's on the left side, so I'm going to make it up. But let's say the left side, I think it is. Left side has Morris Chestnut. The right side has fucking um, Big Worm. I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now. But it says, know the difference is how the meme is, is titled. And the left says, flirting and the right one says harassment like <laughs> yeah yep. and it's like and it's like basically yeah. like basically it's that's the, what it's, it turns it's the out messenger like it all depends a, on the messenger yeah like you say and, I, and I like that from. you brought that point up as well and again i'm really just going back to like that's been my stilo kind of in relationships so 100 i will absolutely do that to my wife if my wife get to sucking on that water bottle down there i'll be like damn i'm trying to be the water bottle like <laughs> I'm I'm dead. If my wife is eating a pickle, if she's dealing with a cucumber, like I'm definitely you're so crazy, husband, because you got the groundwork laid. I got the groundwork laid. I signed the papers. You know what I'm saying? Like I signed up for this. She signed up for this. This ain't something I started after I got married. Like I had rapport. I've been doing this. It's not a new play that I broke out. Like I've been running this joint. Um, Mm -hmm. but. Um, damn, where was I going with my shit? Well, um, furthermore, I'm gonna oh, drop this in the bucket. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, I was just gonna say like that. All oh, that shit is cool. You know what I'm saying? We talk about rapport and shit, but like, I guess what I ultimately want to know is how do women accept a man expressing his sexual interest? And like, even and let's even expand it out to the nigga who might still be relatively new in the game with this babe. Like, what is the proper way to ex- because it's almost like in today's world, women don't accept the fact that men like love want need sex it's almost like they don't accept or, the fact or that even men them are or even them yeah it's like they don't accept that they are they attracted. Don't even, i don't think they process the women. fact that we want need in them yeah if we just said sex right? like, i don't think they look at us as like we because i think they're so made up in their mind like i don't need no nigga i want you but i don't need you i don't think that they're even thinking about the fact that like now nah, we we are, we are fully accepted that we need y'all and we are in pursuit of y'all like i don't think that they accept that but like it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a terrible it's a ter- it's a it's a it's a terrible wheel for real for real you know what i'm saying because of where we've gone in the world and where you know these women do kind of have this i don't need you kind of mindset so it's like okay well if you don't need me for your everyday life like there is something that you need me for and that's typically what they express what they need men for so it's like mm-hmm. okay now i'm conditioned that all you bitches want from me is some dangling so now mm-hmm. I'm back out here in the field because I ran my course with you. You didn't want it. You don't want no man. You don't need no man. We done because you played too much because you ain't down with commitment. So now I'm back out here in the field and now I'm back out here on my innuendos and I'm back out here on my shit. Not not because it worked, but like, again, I, and again, this is the beautiful part. Where we did, but like what what is acceptable? I guess since we have to have the conversation like what? And again, that's not my that's not my go to. Again, I will do that to my wife, but like I'm a. I'm a hands-on kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a touchy for I walk, I walk, I look my wife right in her face and be like, hey, you later. Me, you, her, it's going down. Like, mm-hmm. I do some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, 
what's what's your style or what 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 do you think is i don't even want to act it sounds stupid for us to even answer what do you right. think the women want this why we need this why we need we need a third we need yeah, a female co-host here to, to sure. sort some of this shit out like it is it's just so fucking confusing because and uh-huh. and, and, and i think even what i said to you earlier like just a let's let's I, you know i like to get rooted in reality a lot of times so like let's take the rose petals away let's take the bottle of wine let's just call it a regular tuesday night Right afternoon, <laughs> afternoon night when everything has wound itself down. How should that be expressed? Yeah, it, you you know the most difficult thing too is is because I think men and women both are fully understanding that women just want us to figure it out. Also, like they don't want to have to tell us the answers to this shit. If I if I'm making a fair assumption, I could be wrong about this, but my assumption is. Women don't like to have to hold our hand and tell us exactly how we supposed to do it. They want us to figure it out and just get it right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's that's kind of part of the problem. Like, they won't give us the answers to the test. They just want us to work harder and study more. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Now, again, me and you could sit here and really not give a fuck about this shit because we married anyway. It's really none right. of our business. Right. But I'm just like you. I'm invested still in single black men out here that, like, I want my niggas to win. And it's just like... God damn, how are they supposed to win if like they don't even like you can't even shoot direct. So you want me nah. to tiptoe around it? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Then it creates a dangerous position for niggas, right? Because it's like a nigga gotta be ready at all time for when the bitch yeah. gives him the green light. Like you have to be ready at the moment. And even like you could be, I don't even want to call it in your feelings, but like maybe you having your man period for the one time a year that all <laughs> men have their period, and maybe you like have been working so hard for this pussy and maybe you just got to your wits end and a week later is when she give you the green light and you like, nah, fuck that. I ain't right. I'm off that shit now. You missed all my signals. You you risk losing it forever. And no man wants to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like you might not be able, you might not get that offer again. So you always got to be ready. But like a chick can deny, 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 deny. Like a chick probably can probably go through several denials before she give a green light to anything. And I like, it, it's crazy how that works so different on opposite sides, how niggas just got to be cool with both sides of that. Like yeah. you can, you can innuendo a bitch down for 39 days, dog, and nothing works. <laughs> and you got to be okay with that. Not and working. You got to be okay with it. And you still got to want to take this bitch out to Applebee's and get unlimited oh. appetizers and all types of shit. And you still got to be concerned about her motherfucking day. And you got to be ready on day 40 to deliver grade a dick. Like what if you have not exercised your muscle, and 40 motherfucking days, and now she wants you to come in here. Can I tell you real real quick, like a side, not even a full story. Mm -hmm. Like there was a time when me and my wife were like, we was real young and we was dating early. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've been dating since high school, but there was a period in time where we was kind of like broken up for a few months Mm -hmm. before we realized like, oh shit, we need to be together. Like this shit ain't working. Like that wasn't no regular ordinary love. Like it was a good, like three (laughs) or four or five month period. I forget how long it was, but it was like, a short period when we wasn't together no more, right? And I was fucking with this chick that was like my brother's girl's cousin or some shit. And then we always joke, me and my wife joke about like how I remember bringing her home one day because me and her was kind of fucking around. And the reason why I bring it up because you mentioned Applebee's and she always wanted me to take her to Applebee's, but I was broke. Like I had my first little off the porch job. I was barely making any money. So she would want me to take her to Applebee's and nigga that Applebee's would cost like half my check. And I hated that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, as a man, you're like, damn, if I'm going to try to get some pussy from this bitch, I got to take her to Applebee's. And I took beer. her to Applebee's with some consistency for like some months. You took her to Applebee's with the bill money, baby. You's a legend. 
Never big even mama, fucked this big broad. mama bill money. You was a big legend. Mama bill legend. money, bro. Like, and, and I never even fucked this broad. And the reason why I brought it up because you hit a bunch of key terms, Applebee's, and I never even fucked her. And I remember taking her around like my grandmother before because she just happened to be around. Not like I was like trying to teach her, teach her, take her to meet my mom. She was yeah. already around because she was my brother's baby's mom's cousin. So she had already been there. That's how I met her. She was already at my crib. Mm-hmm. So I brought her over there, and even Big Mom was like. I don't like that girl. What a light skinned girl. (laughs) She was already like looking where Donovan was like, this bitch is wild. Like, I don't like this. Like I should have like took big mama's word off dribble. Like we was in Applebee's way too much for me not to be fucking this bitch. And like Mm -hmm. just saying that reminded me like, and I had to be okay with that. Like I was fucking with this bro for a good three or four months, taking her out to eat with money I didn't have. And when that shit fizzled out, I had to just like walk away and be okay with that shit. Listen here, I can give you a small story too, because this is when I was uncovered in the blood of Jesus. But like, girl, I dated this girl for, let's call it a year, year and a half or two, maybe max, right? Like met met this girl, started talking to this girl, you know what I'm saying? Spent a lot of time with this girl, this girl would come to my house several times throughout. Like this is when I still live with my mom too. Like she would come stay with me at my it's mom's house. It's definitely got to come like, to your mom's house. Yeah, like, come to my mom's house. She was staying at my mom's house. Like I was, you know what I'm saying? Manu- we were basically maneuvering like a couple. Like I talked to her all day. We text all day. Like, say so you come to my house, you're doing types of shit. But like this went on for a long time, bro. Never hit. Like, never let me hit. Like that's we had, too like, much. We work. had I don't I don't even remember. Like I vaguely I remember having conversations about it. And you know, basically she was just on some I'm not ready shit. You know what I'm saying? Now and of course later down the line I figure out why. And we don't gotta get into all of that. But like oh. She she wasn't so like again this went on for however long this you but again you around my mom you around my sister like you yeah, are like we are going through all the motions you are in the doing phone. everything you but fucking yeah you come we doing everything but fucking like it's dick on ass at night like I'm rubbing oh I'm doing it. yeah bro it's bad it oh my god bro yeah, yeah bro. y'all hoes need to be arrested bro nah bro it's, it's terrible bro did this for a lot right it just. Just re- ready at all times, just to, for 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 the baby to be like, all right, this is it, right? So go through that for a long time. So one day we in the room, we fucking around, whatever the case may be. I'm so programmed and used to, you know, this just is what it is, man. That bitch gave me the green light that day, nigga, and I never, I hop for, for real. She was like, yeah, she was like, yeah. So nigga, what? I hop up, I close the door, nigga. I do all types of shit, bang, bust the rubber out the door, nigga. Get to doing my thing, bro. I lied to you, not like. 10 strokes in the rubber brakes. <gasps> right? Bang. So I, you know, I back I backs out immediately. Oh shit. <laughs> were you young? You way more scared when you young. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh shit, what's wrong? And I'm like, fucking condom broke. She like, for real? I'm like, yeah, right. So shit, wind, wind down. So now I'm mad because I'm like, shit. So naturally you That's with your bullshit. baby, you know what I'm saying? You chilling, you done fucked up through. Like, all right, fuck it. So we you know we just lay there, we cuddle. Nigga, if I I should the next day, it wasn't until the next day that the bitch said something like, "You should just went to the store and got some more condoms." And I'm like, "Why didn't you say this to me? <laughs> you you got to like, say that first. You ha- I, like, what would I have just looked like jumping up? I'm about to, I'm about to. I'm right you gotta stay stay right here. Like, nah, that looks need crazy. anything. Like, yeah, that's that again. That's the equivalent of my seventy percent of cool coming off when I hit the wood on the skating rink floor. Like, bro. As somebody that never like did the condoms thing, I used to always wonder that like, because that's never been anything that's been in my repertoire. Like, how did that work for niggas that was single in the condom era where it's like, 
you're getting all warmed up and shit is escalating, but you don't have them on you. Like, is that something where it's just like, nah, bro, you can't ever not have them on you? Like, yeah, is there anybody in real life that is ever like, oh shit, I'm about to get some pussy, but I need to put a pause on all this action and run and grab the condoms real quick? I, I feel like that happens, but I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure it does happen. That's not in my playbook, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to be prepared. And if some shit starts to feel like it's going down and I'm not prepared, I'm stopping it. Because I'm going to be honest, because I'm, I'm a real nigga. And by real nigga, I mean, I don't give a fuck about that kind of bitch. If you won't let me hit, I'm going to hit anyways. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm going to put the stop to it before we even get to a point where I feel like- So we don't even have to make a decision. We don't even got to get that far. We don't got to make that decision. But again, if you give me the green light, then all right, then we we in like Flynn. But if you are, you know, if you are safety first, which I understand, you know what I'm saying? Then all right, then we got to stop this or we got to rain check or or at that point, then maybe we can travel together. Like then we can go to, you know, rectify the situation before we just get too far down the line. Because once it get too far, I'm, I'm and I, that was about to be, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, it's, it's safe to say that condoms and AIDS are both played out, right? Super. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all fucking with us and listening to our nonsense and being receptive to our lives, man. My name is Kat, uh, Kat and Crunch.com. Cat and Crunch on Instagram, bro. Go check my right. shit out, bro, because it's wild over there. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. We're we going to get your boy back to the socials. Don't worry, y'all. It's your boy, uh, West No T. And all that other shit that you know me for, I'm probably going to have to say it one day soon because I don't know if I remember all of it, but I know to remember this to tell y'all to fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And hey, man, these marital issues from these celebrity couples ain't your problem, man. You don't have to be scared to get married because fucking Iman Shumford fucked up, bro. It's none of your business. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're not. Teach his own. Everybody has a unique experience. Uh, Rule number one, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that dark skinned niggas keep this shit up. Um, And then rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. We will catch y'all next week. We know you want more, so come back next week and get this.